0: You're listening to Highlights from the Creative Process Interview with Marian McGowan. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. The thing that's always contained us is uh, it's a character-based story. Everything is about character. So when we're trawling through history, <laughs> looking to, to exploit it, um, we're always looking for the, for the story or the idea or the event that reflects our character and the themes that we're exploring in that season. So everything serves everything is to the service of that, to the service of the character, and the character is you know it's through the character we follow the idea and the theme and the sorts of ideas that we're we're looking at. Well that's the I mean that's the advantage of historical pieces in the same way as I think science fiction gives you the same um, objectivity to a degree, because you've got a, you you can tell a story that has a distance to it because you say, you know, I don't live in that historical time. I don't live on a spaceship. I don't live in a... But by, by taking that world and by t- taking your characters slightly distanced from a contemporary world, you get the chance to do just that. You can sort of throw a, a kind of frame or a lens on something, that, um, on an idea or a story or a theme that is harder sometimes to see when you're in the middle of a contemporary world where everybody recognises all the elements around that's the one of the great advantages of history. Provided you know, if you're not too slavish to it, well, we're not slavish to it, obviously. But we um, we spend a lot of time casting all those areas. We're very very particular, I think, because we've you know been working in the business for a while, and we kind of made some mistakes and made some you know good choices and things like that. So I think it's for us, it's very much about. We like to talk to people, and it has been tricky with COVID in particular because you're on Zooms constantly. You're trying to, you know, however effective Zooms can be, there you're trying to read somebody in a very personal way, and it's it's not in a judgmental way so much as it's trying to understand will we will we get on with each other? Will we understand each other? Will we do we respond to the world in a similar way? It's a little part of me which is sort of a good thing and a bad thing, and I think it's common to quite a lot of producers, which is I just won't give up. And sometimes that just not giving up is not a good thing because you keep pursuing a project and pursuing it, thinking that there will be a solution to it. You know what? Maybe there isn't a solution to it. And learning when to say, you know what? There's no solution to this. I'm just going to move on. I'm not going to pursue it anymore. I mean, then you get a project like The Great where I never lost faith and I could always see what it was. I could always understand what it was. Um, and why I thought there would be an audience for it. Development is incredibly hard. Casting is really, really hard because it's that process of looking at somebody and you've got to just detach from whether you like them or not and and decide whether they're right for the role or not, which is a sort of separation of your natural human instinct. Your human instinct is to judge, is this person dangerous for me or not, in a basic biological sense. Or, you know, do I like them? Do I not like them? Are they, but that's one thing. But you're also trying to decide whether they're going to make a great bad guy. So in a way, or they may going to make an ambiguous character. Or are they going to make a, how are they, are they going to be able to deliver on the comedy and the nuance, or are they too obvious a choice? Are they too ambiguous a choice? You know, so you're separating your personal response to somebody from what the character is asking for. And the worst thing in the world is to cast the romantic leads because every man chooses the woman that he most fancies and every woman chooses the man she most fancies. It's very hard not to cast the romantic lead as somebody that you find attractive, not necessarily who your characters would find attractive. So that's always... That's always an interesting one. People spend hours casting romantic leads. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Yes. There's a big difference between independent filmmaking and studio filmmaking. So I come from an independent filmmaking world. Australia is, is an independent, independent cinema, so we make small one-off films which are, we, stri- we struggle to finance and we, you know, they don't necessarily travel very far, quite a lot of them, but it's a very different world and you have to be to do all of those things in that world. But in the studio system, it's slightly different. There's lots of different kinds of producers and layers of producers. and things like that. Sometimes I have to be careful because I'll get fascinated by a very small thing in a story. And then I realize it's not necessarily the best realization of that idea. So I remember somebody, I was pursuing this idea, which I thought was fascinating. I just thought it was really odd and unique and unusual. And then somebody turned around to me and said, I can see why you like it you are seeing the best possible version of that idea and your team is not gonna deliver it. Is this the best possible version? I mean, this is the best possible version of the idea. Is this the team that's gonna put it together? And, or is this the format that will realize it? I mean, it's the other sort of famous adage, which is if it doesn't work on the page, it won't work when you've shot it and it won't work in the edit. So you're better off to solve it on the page because it's the, that's the cheapest way to do it apart from anything else. You're always lucky if a good actor wants to do your film, whoever they are, I have to say, because it's it speaks to the quality of this of the script or the director or sort of the whole the whole sort of idea that you're propagating. Um, I mean, Heath was a this was the the two hands, which was the film that Heath um, did for us. Um, this was his first starring role. He had been in a, a film prior to that called Black Rock, but he' played a much smaller role. That was one of those wonderful things coming together beautifully, which was that the, the character in that story was Heath in a way. It was almost like Gregor Jordan, the writer director, had written it for him in a way. But he was perfect. He had all the right. The thing that both Heath and Rose in that film Rose Byrne had in that film was a kind of natural innocence. Um, which allowed them to deliver the comic tone that the, that script had. Uh, and Rose we did, Tony, and I, Tony and I then did a film with Rose subsequent to that. She's an absolutely wonderful screwball comedian. I mean she's just so gifted, so gifted. And she also does she also does Pratt Falls. She's quite clumsy, so she, she just falls over. And it's just, there's, I don't know whether you've ever seen Bringing Up Baby where Catherine Hepburn does Pratt Falls as well. And I have to say, there's nothing funny than a beautiful woman, preferably beautifully dressed, falling over. It's just, it's just makes you laugh. Like just, and Rose does that beautifully, that and she's a wonderful mimic, you know, she does a wonderful, she's a wonderful mimic. So, um Hmm. yeah exactly and I think it's it's that's almost that Venn diagram idea you know you there's a little bit of me that is like that therefore I but I'm also one of the things that I'm always fascinated with story is the way in which it allows the audience to understand somebody who would otherwise make no sense to them so whether it's taking you to a world that they don't that you don't necessarily recognize or a character or an experience or a a job or a, a you know, community or whatever it might be. That's that's always, I think, the great gift. When it's you watch a film and you go, oh, now I understand. I have a sense of who that character in that world is. That's a great joy of storytelling, I think. Well, I'm always the observer, and I think it's that person who watches the world and the characters, and and I think these misfits are the characters that I'm watching most because they're the ones that make most the ones that I'm most curious about, how are you gonna deal with this? How are you gonna, how are you gonna navigate this? How are you gonna navigate life if this is how you see it? Or if you if you feel like the outsider or the observer, then how are you gonna navigate? How are you gonna observe, cope with life, make those decisions? Yeah. I'm always looking at people in places going, I wonder what their story is, I wonder why she's with him, or I wonder what they're talking about or why they're talking like that. And, you know, and I always write little notes about, you know, like. I remember watching these two deaf people have a fight on the bus in sign language. And it took me me a while to work it out. I was just thinking they were so animated with their sign language. I was just thinking, then I realized they were having a domestic on the bus in sign language. And I thought, there's a scene, you could use that. You could use that. As a sort of filmmaker, what you are selling and your primary asset is yourself. So the clearer you are about yourself, the clearer you can play yourself, as you've just described it, the more effective you're going to be in in expressing the ideas that you're particularly gifted to do. So that that clarity of voice is as important for a writer or a director or a producer as it is for a performer or a musician or anybody else. So the the goal is exactly that. Um, You want to find your best, the best version of yourself. Just to go back to my earlier comment, what you want is the best version of yourself. And that is about recognizing when those moments of clarity are there and when they're not. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thanks for listening.